This episode of the Kill by Kill podcast is brought to you in part by Dangerous Game, starring John Voight and Jonathan Reese Myers. Dangerous Game is a nail-bitingly suspenseful thriller that's now streaming on Redbox. A family reunion at a remote mansion takes a lethal turn when those trapped inside are then forced to play a deadly game of survival where only one will make it out alive. Stream Dangerous Game instantly on Redbox On Demand today. It's rated R from Paramount Pictures. And now we've got a game for you. That's right, you can watch a brand new movie on us just by emailing killbykillpod at gmail.com that's killbykillpod at gmail.com with dangerous game in the subject line alrighty folks come and get your own copy of dangerous game on us just email us at killbykillpod at gmail.com and now the body count continues It's your old pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from the bright lights and big city of New York, or at least one apartment in it. Uh, this is the Kill by Kill podcast, where we're dedicated to celebrating the least discussed component of any horror film, the characters. And we're going to unpack all the goriest of details of the fifth segment in Creep Show. They're creeping up on you in the hopes that a, uh, a, a capitalist untimely end is just the beginning of the jokes that we can make at his expense. And as always, there's only one person I trust that if the power goes out, she will crawl out of the elevator just to help me get away from all those bugs. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? I'm sorry, Patrick. I love you, but you're on your own in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> You are you are letting me get at by all those bugs. You I, I, uh, I think I'm good. I, 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 I will send I will I will take a, whatever message you want me to take to 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 Becky. I will sit down with Ollie and tell him you were a real <laughs> hero. But but as soon, right, as, the, uh-huh. as soon as that torrent of bugs starts pouring out, I you know, see you, man. You know, it's it's been real. <laughs> You're Audi five thousand. Yes, <laughs> this is not something you can handle. No. All right, good to know. I'm going to make a note of that. And the uh, kill by kill bylaws will not help with bugs. Um, <laughs> you didn't have that problem with slugs. You said you would help me with slugs. I, I you know, I just I, slugs move very slowly, whereas you know, roaches yes, do they, not. They have very big teeth. They, they do, but what if I, I'm I, driven by a slug to chop my own hand off. What happens then, G? I, I, I think I could be more easily overwhelmed by a swarm of cockroaches. <laughs> very, very true. All right. Well, Gina, I, I don't want to scare you, but we are not alone in this bug ridden hell we've created for ourselves. No, well, that's right. We got a special guest and you know her. Of course, she's she's a writer. She's a, a digital guru. And of course, you know her from our own podcast waiting to excel and and of course 
She is a wonderful and delightful returning champion here to Kill by Kill, the one, the only Winter Mitchell. How are you doing today, Winter? Oh, I missed you guys. I'm so <laughs> glad we could be here. I love you guys. I know we see each other every day on our in, in our on our block on sure. Twitter, but mm-hmm. but it's nothing like having your beautiful voices in my ear. I love it. Thank you for inviting yes. us and having Well, me back. I'm so glad you could join us for this adventure. Uh an adventure that, that I gave you a couple things to choose from. You immediately went for their <laughs> creeping up on you. Oh yeah. So <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I got the feeling that you have a take on this bad boy. So <laughs> oh, you know let, I do. So let's get into it. What was the first time you ever saw Creep Show? I saw Creep Show when I was maybe like four. And it was, again, most of the horror films that I. Four. What, I, we need a time, <laughs> time out. Time out. Winter. Yes. You are four years old and you are seeing Creep Show. Yeah. I'm, and you're you're, you're going to laugh when you find out who exposed me to it. It was the person <laughs> who exposed me. I want to tell you something about, and I do this a lot on podcasts when I talk about my grandparents and my great-grandparents. Sure. They, mm-hmm. you have to understand, they did not grow up with television in the sense that, like, they called it an idiot box, right? right. So then yeah, yeah. once it sort of unfurled itself over the course of their their, you know, senior citizen ages, it was just like, it became uh, one of those things where it just, it was just at you and it was just on. Right. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and they're also the type of people that felt like when kids go to bed, they're in bed. But what would <laughs> often happen is that when I would spend the night at my grandparents' house with my grandmother, my Nana, my grandpa, I would wake up, you know, uh-huh. children have a tendency to wake up sure. and I would open my eyes and because we would sleep in the in the den slash TV room and my grandparents in the kitchen uh, off to the side, they would they, my grandparents would be watching all sorts of shit. They always watch scary movies at night. So I learned how to stay up and fake sleep, but to sort of keep my eye open to see what oh was on. Uh-huh. And one night it was Night of the Living Dead and then Return of the Living Dead. And then it was one night it was Creep Show. And oh, I was wow. just like enthralled. And it was <laughs> it was absolutely the scene that we will, of course, discuss when the apartment is flooded with pests. Yeah, infested. Yes. But I was like, what the hell is this? And you know why they liked the, mo- the, the movie they like and they like this particular segment is because of E.G. Marshall. They remember right. him when he was young. So they, they mm-hmm. always watched stuff when people who were that who they grew up with, you know, got into their golden years and started doing crazy <laughs> shit. They were fans. They they weren't they were fair fans. weather. They they, no. they dedicated to E.G. Marshall. <laughs> and a, right. a, what better person to be dedicated to? He's like, I remember when he was on the 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 young ones, the new doctors. Exactly. Whatever the fuck that was called. I think it was the bold ones, the new doctors. That is the wildest fucking name for a television show. Like think of a, a how they would expand like law and order these days, but it's called the bold ones. And they're like, right. I don't know. What's a new bold right. one? A new doctor? I guess. Could could this be our oldest reference yet on this show? Were any of us even oh, born yes. when that was? Were any of us even alive no, when no that one. show was on? No, no. <laughs> it, it, I only I only know it because I was going through all of those old ABC promos for a job I am not allowed to talk about, but 
going through and trying to piece together like who was in those promos and what they were promoting. And it kind of, it goes back to like 68, some of them. And you're like, what the fuck is this on television? They would just throw anything up there. Anything. Anything. I'm serious. We're not exaggerating. Anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So that, 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 that like late seventies era where like they, they try to make three different shows about Las Vegas showgirls. That's like, that's oh, like, yeah, yeah it, it's very much 100%. a, you know, we'll, we'll just keep trying to make the same show for like three seasons. It'll work right. it out. It'll work itself out. It, it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. People love Las Vegas and eventually we will figure this out. <laughs> it, it can't all be sexy coroners <laughs> trying to win <laughs> against young punks and the drugs they take. <laughs> oh, are we God. talking about Quincy? Yes. Of course yes, we're talking we about Quincy. For our Patreon, we did an entire episode <laughs> on that Quincy episode and that Quincy episode where he's like, punks, what's going on with them? And then like, <laughs> someone murders somebody on the dance floor. Why listen? Why listen to music that makes you hate when you can listen to music that makes you love? It's like, well, your music fucking sucks, my dude. Like, there's good music out there. You're just not listening to it. And they and then they end up dancing at the HMS Bounty in Koreatown. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, why do I know this? Why do I fucking know this? Um, anyways, I used to get very drunk at the HMS Bounty. Yes. Um, uh, so uh, <laughs> that is great because I... I fantasize about having very permissive parents because I absolutely didn't. I mean, it made me very weird and I ended up turning to that same idiot box. And that's why no dumb shit like the bold ones, the new doctors, <laughs> uh, because I didn't, didn't have competing influences, I suppose. Oh no, um, I had the worst competing. And inf- I think not the worst. I mean, obviously I miss them so much, but you're talking mm-hmm. about people who were born in 1909, my great grandparents, yeah. and then 1930, wow. 1929, 30. So yeah. I'm living, not living with them, but I'm spending my weekends with them. My parents would push us off over there, which <laughs> we, you know, there are grandparents that we would see sure. them. But you have to, the reason I'm at 42 years old, know so much about the golden age of television and, and Hollywood is because you had to, I was just telling my husband how we, every Labor Day, the Jerry Lewis telethon. Yep. There was mm-hmm. nothing else on. There was nothing. Right. I don't care what you were doing on Labor Day weekend, NBC, ABC, CBS. That we were watching this telethon the entire way through until he has his annual meltdown by Sunday around four o'clock. <laughs> when, he, when he's just like he's just like drunk and crying and just like yes, you know, drunk and crying. <laughs> but like the you know. The 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 smoldering in one hand while he's talking. Yeah. Yes. With his tie is undone, his shirt is sweaty, his his hair is greasy, and he's yelled at the tote board person multiple times. We're live on the air. We gotta do this right. We got we gotta do this right. You're not gonna put a nine when it's a ten. You're not gonna put a nine when it's a ten. God damn it. I beg you. You gotta put some money up on this board. Oh God! Oh, the thing is, I can see it in my head. Winter, like yep. it immediately flashes to yep. that very four by three 
sweat drenched greasy mode on a Sunday afternoon. He's like, this is a mistake and I'm never doing this again. Never doing this. And I always would get so upset because the thing is, once you get old enough, you start going, well, where's Lou Rawls? No, because Lou Rawls was my signal. This is almost the fuck over. Right. And I want, I want this to be done. So if Lou Rawls shows up, then we're almost there. We've yeah, almost yeah. got all the money for, for, for MDA. We're good. And, 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 and it's just. And then it's over. And then and we've then solved over. it, everyone. We've we done it. We solved it. <laughs> we cured it, everyone. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. We finally collected 34 grand. We're probably going to put a huge dent in this. Yeah, after, after after Jerry takes his cut and gets his new Lincoln Town car, a little bit left over. Yes, for the kids. exactly, <laughs> exactly. His they new pay Palm for the studio. Yep. Yeah, they collect the 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 glass bowl of cocaine from the green yes, room. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's helped people disco dance, and Lou Roll finally Lou finds Rolls a microphone and finally and finds a mic. You'll never find. <laughs> <laughs> We watched it and we watched Best Of, which was an hour and a half, an hour and a half of Best Of. And Sammy Davis Jr.'s heels were so high. Oh, he was such a tiny man. Such a tiny man. Like four inches easy. And he yeah. still wasn't even meeting Jerry at, at eye level. And it was just... It, there's one point where, and then Jerry does the thing where he goes into the audience and starts just harassing people and haranguing people. Like it's just, I just shaking, just shaking, just shaking them down like a like a mafia collector, shaking them down. You know, just uh, angrily looking at the stare, and then he'd do that thing where he'd stare at the camera like he was going to literally come into your house and kill you <laughs> at some point. He pulls that car dealership thing. He's like, what do I got to do to help you, you know, donate a hundred dollars to me? <laughs> you, can, you can fit so many sick kids in this car. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you. <laughs> uh, here's the thing we, we used to do oh, between four and seven episodes talking about a friday the 13th and yeah. you know back then when we had a two-digit day we were through the roof right right we we didn't worry about overstaying our welcome because we barely had a welcome to start with but now I, you know we're kind of out of practice doing five episodes on one movie and it, it does drive you slightly stir crazy, just a little wee bit, especially when you end, you know, like when we talked about the crate, there's so much to talk about. But when you talk about they're creeping up on you, this is the you're you're ooging and ogging at the bugs coming out. And it takes like like the bugs appear in the first frame. And at the end, he's just drowned in the sea of bugs. That's it, everyone. Um, Winter, where can people find you? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Great show. <laughs> great show. Great, great catching up. Good night, everyone. It's super fun. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Uh, you know, I, listen, I feel like th this is one of those segments in, in, uh, in 
an incredible, I love creep show. I love <laughs> the creep show film. And I feel like it's one, it's one of the few movies, few anthology films that really just gets it right. I know yes. people have their favorites. I know people don't love certain segments as much as the others. I'm not a huge crepe fan. Um, mm-hmm. even though I love Adrian Barbeau, um, I, I think the reason I love this segment is because it definitely has like sort of, it, it, it really spoke to me during COVID. Mm-hmm. It spoke to me because you start becoming him when mm-hmm. you're trapped inside. And right. then everything that you kind of casually glance at on a day-to-day basis. I mean, you're when you're at home, you know, before COVID, you're, you're home what? You're, if, if you're working a full day and, you know, you're in and out of the house, you're home what? Like up and awake, like six, seven hours, maybe. Um, uh, and then you go to bed and then you get up and you kind of do the thing again, you know, you putz around the house on the weekends, whatever you try to fill, fill your life up. But when you're inside for 24 hours and you start, you, you start acting like Mr. Pratt, you really do. I started being like, oh my God, this is, this is insane. And who lives like that? We live like this. Oh, I'm right. gonna go, you know, like <laughs> you, you start being so obsessive about everything that you often become a planet unto yourself, even if you live amongst others. And yeah. I just found it, you know, I, I know people that live, I don't know them personally, but I know that there are people that live like this. And I know that this is their mindset as well. And I always, and I thought about those people during COVID, like you're literally can't leave. If uh, Technically, some of these people are probably assholes and left anyway, but for the people who are really like housebound, did not want to go outside or, or, or refuse to, at what point did you get to this, you know, to this point where you were like ups and prat, like at what point did you, did this start, did it start creeping up on you? Because it took, it took us a good six or seven months before COVID really started messing with my brain. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm a little skewed. So my story will be very short because I've been working from home literally for a decade and a half. So Becky and I have, we, you know, when we, we, but we've always like, even before we had Oliver, it was like, oh, maybe I'll go to a coffee shop today or whatever. But we're always at home and we're always working together. But we had found outlets where like, it's not this, my office isn't working for me today. I'll go to the living room. The house isn't working for me, so I'll go somewhere else. Under those circumstances, we didn't have anywhere to go. And then there were three months where we didn't have any work. And then we started to do projects and then we found um, a, we found a cooking program where uh, twice a week we would make dishes online with people uh, who were at a cooking store. And that became our big act. That would be our date night was sitting on a kitchen (laughs) counter making uh, salmon with orange oil and shit like that. And it was, and listen, we, we, we did perfectly fine. And honestly, like with the exception of millions of people dying, I think it actually allowed us to have a lot more time with our dog who would soon pass and with our kid who's going to be grown up here very soon. So in that circumstance, I didn't truly go bug shit in that way. It was different for me just because of my circumstances. But Gina, you were in the direct hot zone of New York City. And I think your circumstances were slightly different. Yeah, uh, I 
did not work from home at that point. I, I do now uh, because of reasons not related to COVID, uh, well, indirectly, but neither here nor there. Um, I, yeah. You know what? The main thing that I say th- that honestly saved my sanity was I played a shitload of Animal Crossing. <laughs> which, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, which, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I, yes, I, I remember that. I remember that, yep. Y- <laughs> yeah, I had actually no intention of, I'd never played Animal Crossing before in my life. I am not a quote-unquote gamer. Uh, but as soon as the, the shit started going down, I was like, you know what? I think I'll get one of those uh, one of those Nintendo Switches the kids are all talking about. And uh, it was, I don't even have that. I have the, the cheaper one, the one that, that, that can't be converted to use on a television, but uh, the DS Lite. <laughs> And I played yeah. Animal Crossing, and it has remained the only game I've ever played on that thing. Uh, uh, you know, $250, you know, handheld gaming device. I have one game for it. Uh, but I played that every day that it, it saved my sanity um, because I, I didn't mind being, you know, stuck in my house with my family. It was it was actually pretty nice. We all got along just fine. Um, but I also spent, uh, an inordinately large amount of time doom scrolling on Twitter, uh, which sure. gave me, which would occasionally literally cause me to vomit from anxiety. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could definitely see where if I was alone in, in my house, uh, that, yeah, I could see kind of going a little, uh, you know, Upton Pratt and going crazy and becoming like a germaphobe and, and just a generally unpleasant person to deal with. So I guess the other thing that we need to consider here outside of the hermetic place that Upton Pratt, Upson Pratt, you know, seals himself off into. Uh, but the other thing is what is, what is your deal with bugs? Like what is your bug tolerance? Because I think that's, that's another thing of how this particular segment affects you. Like I'm not a tremendous fan, but once upon a time, I worked at a theme park and they had a Halloween event. And part of that Halloween event was putting people in a glass coffin with cockroaches. Get the and hell out of here. From fo- No. <laughs> it, they had a whole show, uh, the Fear Factor thing. And they, for, as part of Halloween Horror Nights, people would be in this modified glass coffin in which bugs would be poured on them or at least portion of them the the vast majority of them would actually be sealed off it was more of an illusion than anything else um but i was like you know what i don't love bugs i'm fine seeing bugs it's when bugs are in my space that i freak out so i can watch these bugs and i'm not particularly thrilled but if I see a bug, like you know, if I saw a mass of cockroaches like what's in this movie, um, I would. it would be like my skeleton would jump out of my throat and do a little dance and then just bury itself in a gravesite. <laughs> I mean, they're disgusting. They're yes. disgusting. And, 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 and the thing is, we don't know. We're on. Uh, well, Gina, you're in New York, so that's different. Yes. But in Los Angeles... You know, a cockroach is a sign of deep filth. You know, in the South, it's like they fly. And that's why I don't like being there. And I'd never seen a cockroach in my life until I moved to Los Angeles. And I 
you, I, I lived in an apartment in Hollywood that was seven fifty a month when I moved in. It was the best deal I could get. It was a one bedroom, which was insane. I kept yeah. saying, "What a deal! What a bargain!" And then, <laughs> and now I know why it was a bargain because it was literally sitting on a nest of cockroaches. <gasps> and oh, every God. yes, and every <sighs> not just little. Not, there's roaches, and then there's cockroaches, and. Roaches are little, like, little bugs, which are gross as well. But cockroaches have wings and are and are are big and show up and do gross shit and, and skitter and scatter around. And mm-hmm. I did not, I cried so hard when I saw the first one in this apartment that I was beside myself for mm-hmm. at least a week. Because it is just, dis- it's so freaking disgusting. It's disgusting. So to to point for Mr. Pratt, he's right. What the hell in my hermetically sealed penthouse <laughs> is, is a cockroach, this filthy beast doing in my my abode? And I and I felt the same exact way. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. As you as you said, they they are automatically associated with dirt like like it, it's like it's like the the the, the green-headed flies that's like you know whenever you see it was like okay there's something rotting around in the area that these that these flies right. are here with roaches it's like right. okay there, there there's you know there's some sort of filth here is my house dirty it doesn't look dirty and and yeah right. and, and again going back to 2020 uh, a little problem that people who chose to not that any, a lot of us chose so had to stay in the city uh, had to deal with in apartment buildings uh, was because people weren't using uh, not as much people were using water. Uh, they would come in through the pipes. So we would oh, have the, we, we would have those giant flying ones in, in, in our house and. As you said, Winter, there was a night where I locked myself in the bathroom and I refused to come out. <laughs> and, and I just sat there with like, you know, my feet up on the toilet, just sobbing, like you said, like, and I would not come out <laughs> until someone else in the house eliminated them for me. And I'm just like, no, I will. I will stay in here all night if I have to. And it, it's it's just it just has again it's the idea of they carry disease, and and yes. you know what does it say for my housekeeping skills that they're that they're in here and you know everybody's like right. oh well if you see one there's dozens more hiding yes. and it's like oh yeah, thank you that, not, yes. you know thank you for putting that image in my head that you know whenever I open a cabinet door or a closet or something like that they're just going to come streaming out and it's just like <laughs> yeah so no I don't I don't like this I don't like this one it, it just like I, I it's that episode of it's that episode of friends where they find grandma's packets of sweet and low only it's bugs bugs all over exactly yeah exactly yeah it's just like yeah no I so yeah this is not this is my least favorite segment of the of the movie yeah um because i think it's weirdly effective just by overdose like you're just getting so much of it and it should be you know let's be slightly educational here for a second so the whole idea behind this is that you know they have this steve king writes this you know short story and they go well if we're we're gonna have to find bugs where do we find bugs so they contact a, a 
uh, you know, a bug department, <laughs> department of etymology. And like, we need to fill this space with a bunch of cockroaches. And like, oh yeah, we can, we can do that for this much. And like, well, how are you going to do that? Like, don't worry. We're going to oh, be no. back in four weeks with plenty. <laughs> and they go off. And apparently cockroaches breed by the millions in no. bat guano. No. So, Are yeah. you kidding so, me? Are This I, is outrageous. It gets worse. It gets worse. So this, these two guys, they put rubber bands on their paints. And they go into this bat guano case. On top of the cockroaches, they're also, you know, waist deep in bat shit. Quite literally. God. God. They would dig a hole. And the cockroaches would just fill it up and they'd just take the bucket and fill up the cockroaches and put it into a box. Um, and uh, one of the, they filmed the sequence of it just because they sent a camera down there and the floor was moving. They, they, oh. could, they said they could lie down and just move across the cave, not by any of their own power. There were so many cockroaches, they would just oh. move underneath them. Absolutely God. not. So, Absolutely uh, not. Absolutely so they, not. And how they, did they even know that was a thing? Disgusting. I've, I don't know. It takes a certain breed to become a bug doctor. Uh, so... These two bug doctors come back to the United States. They start breeding these cockroaches, that which, again, sounds like a terrible fucking idea. But it's apparently very easy to do so long as you have your hands on some shit. And so <laughs> they breed all these cockroaches. And I guess what they learned was is it didn't matter how many cockroaches they used in any particular scene. If they had isolated it off. The guys were like, no matter what you do, if we build a plexiglass cage around it and put Vaseline at the top, the cockroaches will not be able to make it past the Vaseline. So the first test of this is they have that computer that they're going to, and phone, they're going to put it in a plexiglass box, film it from the outside, and fill it halfway with cockroaches. So they know, all right, 200 cockroaches are going into this box. Pour, pour, pour. Film the scene. Okay, let's collect the cockroaches. And they collect 100. <laughs> 100 of those fucking cockroaches disappeared. Oh, Every no. single time they do this, a, half of the cockroaches find a way. They find a way. Like all female dinosaurs who just want to fuck. They find a way <laughs> past all their barriers. <laughs> so over the course of this filming, they just <gasps> lose a whole bunch of cockroaches, but not to worry because the cockroaches are constantly fucking or whatever cockroaches do and they repopulate it. So that's why you have a grand variance of cockroaches in this movie because some are, are have just hatched and others are old men who are like, I once got very close to getting past the Vaseline. So <laughs> No, they're like, I met E.G. Marshall once. I met E.G. Marshall. Y'all you know, ever, ever seen a film with E.G. Marshall? Y'all ever, <laughs> ever see the new doctors? <laughs> Do that guy. It was an expansion of the bold ones. You know the bold ones. <laughs> Not the lawyer show, the doctor show. <laughs> oh my God, I hate you guys so 
So, oh, our new our new character Patrick old old tiny cockroach <laughs> old, old tiny, tiny cockroach <laughs> listen I've seen a lot of things uh, <laughs> they said we're gonna we're gonna go to Pittsburgh and I'm like Pittsburgh in the spring I'm not entirely sure that's not really my scene right? do you know I only got scale plus ten for this <laughs> I mean I'm really I'm more of a bat guano guy but Pittsburgh I mean it's a lot of rivers I'll be honest with you you see how many bridges are out there. Um, I'm going to be, listen, if we end up doing striking distance, Gina, remind me of cockroach character because oh, yes. he's going to come back all the yeah. time in striking distance. Easily. Yeah. Easily for striking distance. <laughs> if no they, question. Here's the thing, Winter. If they didn't want him to make waves, they shouldn't have put him in the water. I didn't rank that. But I, I feel like my soul did because oh I write shit like that all the goddamn time. But I never wrote if you didn't want him to make waves, you shouldn't have put him in the water. Like, And we wonder why it wasn't number one at the box office. <laughs> it to wasn't for day. a lack of trying. You know, <laughs> I was there first weekend winter. And Bruce Willis thanks you for that. He really, he should, absolutely. Or maybe his digital visage that he oh, sold to people man. to use in films will thank hey, me. Hey, All right, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Gina didn't like that at all. She did not like that one bit. No, I didn't. <laughs> I do not approve of any sort of deep fake technology. Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. No. It's God going is going to, to, God is going to punish us for that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's how I treat Gina. When the you know how the waffle houses close when there's a hurricane and you know it's bad. That's yeah. when Gina has a point a take on something and it is not good. That's why I was like, oh, we're, we're push that clock a little bit further towards me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So he Marshall appears in this. In a, a full Larry Fine haircut. This is hard Horrible. to carry off. I listen, I'm yeah, I, very I think glad he, I think he I think he's I supposed have to look the hair that I have, but I think he's supposed to look like you know just eccentric millionaire kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is it's kind of weird, Gina, because this isn't the first eccentric millionaire locked up in a room movie we've covered because again on patreon we talked about for reasons i can't remember diamonds are forever which also features a millionaire locked up in a in a hotel room this time in vegas so i'm not sure why we keep coming back to this or it was just an obsession at the time everyone had heard about howard hughes and they're like you know He's got whole jars of pee and nails, which begs the question, a question I'm going to ask each of you. If you're going to hold yourself up in a fabulous penthouse, what are you going to collect of your own body in those jars, Winter? Wow. I thought you, yeah. I didn't know that you were going to say my own body because I had an oh, answer that's, for that, you. Them's the rules. Howard oh. Hughes came up with it. Blame him. I think what I will, I'll tell you what I'll collect easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, toenails, for sure. sure. I mean, why not? By volume. Get, by volume. By right. volume. Uh, and I'd separate them. 
big toe, pinky, <laughs> sure. middle toe, uh, a jar per each. Uh, uh, amazing. Would they jar, be ascending, descending jars so that the biggest yeah. jar would be the big yeah. toes? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, sure. And then I think the other thing, just to be extra gross, because um, <laughs> why not? I would probably say. I would probably say like a toenail or toe hair. Oh, so toe Ooh. hairs. Sure. Toe hairs. Yeah. Toe I hairs. don't, I, you know, one thing that, that, that kind of, I got, I, I, I think I got even more obsessive about my vanity through COVID. But one thing I just stopped caring about was shaving my toes. <laughs> sure. So <laughs> I just, I would just, I would just start doing that locked in my, expensive manse master mm-hmm. bedroom and just put all my toenail toe toe hairs in, in, a, in, a, in its own jar and see what would happen see i bet you manscape is really pissed that they didn't pick us up for that deal <laughs> Gina, because this was a perfect transition to a manscape ad but they'll, no. they'll never get the benefit of that because no. we're not mentioning them and what discount code we have i mean so, I, th- I think we just need should we sorry. need to find we you know it's a problem now. You have you have two female guests on this episode that like we're just not talking about shaving our balls enough, which is apparently what they really right. you know, <laughs> have, heavily focus on. Is because you know yes. if a woman they if need a woman to diversify uses, their market share, right? Yes. If a woman uses evidently if a woman uses a razor meant for a man, she'll just collapse and die immediately. <laughs> well, uh, Gina is the razor pink. That's how we know it. It's for us. Otherwise, you you might be contaminated by the pure testosterone coming off that blue razor. We wouldn't want that. No, we would not want that. Gina, what are you collecting in your jars? You know, honestly, I I think that, you know, if I was going to be holed up in a mansion uh, long term and it was just me, uh, I would probably shave my head. And then use the hair <laughs> to to turn into a series of smaller wigs that uh, okay. I could use to 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 make uh use to make uh, dried apple do- dried apple witch dolls. <laughs> we haven't really returned to apple witch dolls in quite a while. That was it's a lost art. That, it's I a think lost it was art. Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't think any. I, I I don't think children do do dried apple witches anymore. No, we need to represent our witch communities the way I they were Googled meant to be. I just Google this and what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it was a thing. What you would, the it, hell? You would bring in and just like uh, you know, we would also used to make cra- uh, back when they used to put pantyhose and plastic eggs. We would uh, we would make crafts out of the eggs. Like you would have to collect them and bring those in for for school projects. That we deserve to die in a fiery death. We filled the the world world? with plastic eggs for pantyhose, Gina. I I I don't I I don't know who who thought that that yeah let's put them in eggs. Let's let's make let's let's make them let's make them like you know like they're little like like you know fetuses that you put on your legs to make them you know exactly smooth and attractive. That's exactly what they did. They're like women lay eggs. Women got that's, them eggs. That's literally what the marketing meeting was like. It was two minutes. 
shorter than this segment of this movie. And the cockroach was- came to the head of the table and goes, gentlemen, <laughs> I have a vision for you. And I, I got I one it, more. I got one main market word. is selling pantyhose. Eggs. <laughs> Eggs. Eggs. He, just, he wrote E G G and then the final S he makes a dollar sign. Yes. <laughs> And put his pin down and skittered off into the executive lunchroom. I expect my I expect garbage in my office in an hour. <laughs> oh, God. oh my god! Just a three uh, toilet water luncheon afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh wow! What were we talking about again? Oh yeah, creep show. So, uh, E.G. Marshall uh, is resplendent in, <laughs> I guess, like a standard issue sitcom husband PJ set uh, right. that he buttons all the way to the top, and and then I was honestly triggered by the face mask because I while I see face masks, I don't see them on screen very often unless it's one of the bold ones new doctors, uh, and. <laughs> But also Tuesdays on NBC. <laughs> but to add to this very cash outfit, he's wearing super stiff black loafers. And yeah. that's a combo that like I Alec Baldwin. Mm, mm. Can I not mention Alec Baldwin on the show? <laughs> no, you can. You can. You know, once upon a time I, I used to really enjoy writing for match game. Yeah. Because we would get to write intros for match game and star intros for match game every year. And it was fun. Cause you could like you match game was a fun. You could make fun of people. So right. you could actually write like, like stinging on the edge of it jokes. Right. And it, it was very fun until it really wasn't. And it probably shouldn't have been, but Oh, well, what are you going to do? It was match game. Uh, and I miss it only for that. And that alone. Um, so, uh, he kills a bug right away. As soon as, as soon as the, the screen comes on, he's killing a bug, which is, you know, good news because you're never going to see another one again. (laughs) And then (laughs) he turns on a very uninteresting big band tune. One of many, uh, no song that he plays I can recognize. And then you see that his apartment is resplendent with very small, and I'm using that term inside of dick fingers, computers. They're giant fucking computers with huge buttons that don't do anything but just light up. It's great. His money. <laughs> He's just counting his money. Yes. That's what I, I, we don't know what the date is coming on. Do we? I forget. I have. There does not seem to be a date, right. but it does seem to be quote unquote the future. And right. he has like a big magnifying glass over a printout of his stock options. Mm, and we right. do learn that he is an investor in Disney. So he's got to be great. <laughs> I probably so should not make that joke. So ridiculous! It's it's <laughs> one of the more ridiculous Stephen King born characters. Yes, is 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 Upson Pratt. My favorite is his white gloves. <laughs> they seems to have white gloves on top of white gloves. Like right. part of it feels very taco putting on the Ritz 
especially when you <laughs> pair it with pajamas and black loafers. It's a it's a real look. Um, and apparently Pratt owns this building, but he also complains about how much rent he's paying, which <laughs> he would be are able you, to write paying, off because he owns say, the are you, building. Are, are you paying yourself rent? I think he is because it would be a gigantic tax dodge. It's, I mean, I have a business inside my home. It's a legitimate business where I do business and I get a certain portion of the amount that I pay for this office space off of my taxes because it is a business expense. So I'm assuming, but I don't know why he would complain about the exorbitant rate of $3,200 um, that he's paying for rent, but he's paying him fucking self. So what are you complaining about, Okay, you old goof? But to his point, yeah, we never got to see how big this apartment was, and it didn't look that big. No, it looks very, very tiny, but how much space do you need to just wander around, complain about all the <laughs> bugs that you see, and have one room as your backup, there's no way bugs can get in here room. Uh, we, I guess I guess that's his bedroom. I guess you're like you're like personal your personal bug panic room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was the demo version of Personal Jesus that Depeche Mode did not go with, uh, where I think we all benefited from that. Wait, You're wait, wrong. Wait. You know, I didn't want to. I don't. No, wanna, I don't please, wanna, I didn't I, want, I want you to. You don't want me please. singing. Yes, I do. I'm sorry. I just literally. No. is as good as it's going to get. No, I was going to say we didn't talk about his his uh, breakfast of mush or his dinner. Yes. Uh, his his so, his soylent esque. Uh, right. <laughs> we need to talk about this because I think it is the most interesting detail because it's yes. so stark that we're, we don't, we don't have any art to discuss. Decoration has kind of gone out the window. It's interesting that his, his, uh, his tanks of oxygen are backlit pink. Like, I guess that's <laughs> nice. Like someone put some thought into that, Right. but this is the one huge detail in this that I really wanted to discuss because not much else happens. He's making a mush out of bran flakes <laughs> for dinner. Yeah, he he just what? he just he just he's just uh he's just constantly shitting, just always. Yes. He is. Why are there so many cockroaches there? Because God knows what he is shitting. He's right. doing a colon <laughs> a colon broom constantly. What is the medium by which he is breaking down? That like he can't handle brain flakes. He's like, I need this in a in a softer format. So <laughs> he's mixing it up in one of those Vitamix things. But, but what is the liquid component? Because is it is it water? Is it milk? Is it Ovaltine? We never find out. It could be champagne for all we know. I just think assumed it was something. It was kind of a callback to to uh, to just you know an Ebenezer Scrooge thing, where where you know he has he has all this <laughs> he has all this money and just does nothing with it except you know try to make more right. money. Well, bits of cheese give you crazy dreams about ghosts coming back to tell you about your failings <laughs> of your youth. So yeah, he's making a mush. He's absolutely making a mush. Well. <laughs> 
the thing that I, here's the thing. They always say to you, like when you read the Zuckerberg books, the Bezos books, the, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, Steve Jobs books that in order for them to operate at their most <laughs> optimum brain usage, yeah, they can, nothing can be, can, can, nothing can be all crazy, right? Like their right. houses have to look like Kim and Kanye's. They have to have a singular outfit. Sure. Like a mausoleum. They have to have to look like a mausoleum. They have to dress like in a very specific outfit. They don't want too many options, which I just find absolutely batshit. Yeah. Like if your brain yeah. can't turn off for two seconds to decide to look slightly different than yesterday, then grow up. You know what I mean? Seriously. And so I'm just saying, really, the the brand with the maybe alkaline water and nothing else is the most I feel like they just wanted to find the most unappealing, most non-appetizing thing because he just runs on vengeance. <laughs> yes. He just loves grinding people and their bones and their dreams into the ground. And he right. just mixes it up with those brain flakes. Right. Like, oh, exactly. Yes. I, I can't wait to get on the toilet bowl tonight. It's going to be great. <laughs> just you shit know out the whole- shits were timed. I was going to say, you you shitting out the hopes and dreams of my enemies. (laughs) (laughs) Was I the the only one who was picking up Brenda Vaccaro vibes from from the widow of the man that apparently drove to suicide and he's thrilled about? Yes. Do we Um, know whose voice that was? I I could look it up, but... uh, the is the voice and element muffling. of this is 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 slightly nebulous. Creep show. Her name cast. is Anne Muffley. Anne Muffley. What a name. A wiki, who doesn't have a Wikipedia entry? And oh. maybe if I donate two dollars, maybe somebody will <laughs> they keep asking. <laughs> the two dollars is really gonna push yeah. it over the ledge. Yes. We can finally get that Ann Muffley info. We're so <laughs> we can get get deep into Muffley finally. Yeah, finally, um, uh, she's like, "Why did you do? Why did you do?" She sounds almost <laughs> like the cockroach character, uh, but the but his wife who he has some sort of, uh, you know, they hit each other with newspapers existence. And uh, she's like, uh, you've ruined my life. I hope you get cancer in the worst way, which guess what, people? Cancer sucks no matter where you get it. Right. And um, and he's like thrilled. He, he's got that um, happy new year to everyone, even my even the haters and losers vibe going <laughs> oh, on. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally, yes. <laughs> Just... It's a oh man! Oh God, and he does. The whole time you're kind of hoping, like I want, I want this guy to get et by bugs. I want him to die by bugs, and slowly but surely, the room begins to fill with bugs, and he can't get anybody to help him. He gets a call from the building manager who's in Orlando, and I'm like. I wasted my Orlando bug story on a different movie, Gina. This was the moment I really could have let that one go. But no. But no. No. 
long, long story short, this hotel I was at in Orlando winter did not believe me when my food instantly was covered with ants. And I would call and I'm like, please help me with the ants. And they would go, are you sure it's ants? Like, oh, I, I know what ants are. And they kept saying it like, like, I don't know. People see bugs here all the time. And it turns out they're just like coming they down were from gaslighting. You they were gaslighting bugs? ants. Yes. Yes. And by the way, ants in Florida are like 10 times the size they are in California. Another reason why we need to stay out of Florida. And listen, Florida is one of those places that is trying to tell everyone who is there, get out. They are in the Amityville horror. And it's just very <laughs> lovely to look at and super green. But the entire place is haunted and like, get the fuck out. And people are like, I just want to retire here. No, leave. And you know what? No. They're all going to end up having to go. So what are we going to do? Anyways, not to bring <laughs> things down. Uh, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> he just, the whole place keeps getting filled up with bugs. He has an interaction with the, the, the superintendent, I guess, which immediately goes racist, like from the word get go. Like he can't <laughs> wait to make it racial. It just, it's like, it's like, it's like, it was like it was on his personal schedule or something, you know. I mean, make yes. make, make racist remarks to service person eight fifteen p.m. Damn, damn, it, person, damn it! I'm an hour I would past. like to help me. Yeah, here's a person I need help from. Let's make this better. I'm gonna make this super racist for no fucking reason. But it does bring up when he comes back and he can't. He's trying to get pratt to like answer him and he doesn't and he he calls him a honky and i just feel like <laughs> to bring that back i think the world would be better if white people were called honky more often it would um, just cut through well, the the clutter you know the first time i heard it <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna tell you guys i'm gonna tell you guys my honky story to my please to my yeah let's settle uh, in this is why we're here <laughs> Is I heard it from my parents, and I just there was there was only two it 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 honking and cracker. But when he's <laughs> when Mister the fact that Mister the fact that the superintendent says his name is Mister White, which mm -hmm. just makes it so funny to me. Sure. And and that he th that like that his I feel like somebody was doing something there, right? Like I feel right. like the writers were doing something there by making the person he needs to help him get out of the only person who could pr probably figure this out. He is a black man that he has to call Mr. White. Yeah. And, and I just, <laughs> the actor who plays him is one of my favorite parts besides the, all the other supporting oh. actors, the cockroaches uh, yes. is, is my, one of my favorite parts of this. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we, 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 you're, you're back okay. on Tina. Yeah. I, I, I just, Oh, you're back. Oh, Gina's back. I was Gina. I was waiting on I'm you. Sorry. You missed the honk. You missed the honky story. You missed the honky story. Uh, there was no honky story. Uh, <laughs> tell it. Tell you the honky story. No, I just was saying that Mr. White, you know, is is the superintendent who's who's ostensibly uh, Pratt needs his help. Pratt doesn't want to leave the house. He doesn't want to leave the apartment. 
and and Mr. White is is a black man whose help he needs. I yeah. always also wish kind of that it was Richard Pryor that was in this role. He would have killed oh, this. He would have nailed this 100%. It would have been great. Yeah. Um because <laughs> because he did so well up against cranky racist white guys as we all cast our <laughs> mind back to the toy, Oh my god. One of the most disturbing films that I probably watched 50 times on HBO. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't stop fucking playing that movie. Yeah, I, I you know I was reminded of all reminded about it all over again with the teaser for a Christmas story colon Christmas. <laughs> the, the 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 sequel to a Christmas story that's coming out. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Despite all of our best wishes. I will say. I'm not I'm not against it because I one of my core memories about a Christmas story is seeing it in a movie theater and my littlest brother Sean, I think that was the first movie he ever saw in a movie theater. And he laughed the entire way. And he has one of those very infectious giggles. And so I think the the theater was like kind of into the movie but by the end the entire audience was laughing their asses off primarily because my brother was pushing them by laughing at every joke you just had to find it funny at a certain point regardless of how against the aesthetic you were it just became a laugh fest because of him and so so yeah i I, why they didn't just say another christmas story i will never fucking know uh, I want to let you know that it was filmed in Hungary and Bulgaria. Perfect. No notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where we need just like, just like, just like, it, just like the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And the monsters was also filmed in some far flung Eastern European locale. Um, I, I'm actually really thrilled that it takes place in a time appropriate manner because if I right. didn't want to, I don't want to see you know, kids pissed off because they didn't get a PS five. And then there's a story here. Like, I love that. It's going to be in the seventies. Yes. It's an opportunity for it to be as foreign to audiences as it was to me as a kid in 82, the very idea of tuning into little orphan Annie, which sounded barbaric to me. (laughs) Um, But there you go. Um, So what were we talking about again? Oh yeah creep show so i guess the only thing really left to talk about because i I mean we can talk about like bugs bursting out of this guy but it's it it, you know what it is it's bugs bursting out of this guy right and you want it to happen because he's a real asshole and he's asking for it and that's the thing that i love about the ec vibe of this that king lee leans into and that romero leans into is that This guy deserves every action he takes tells you, I can't wait till bugs burst out of that guy's forehead. And then it fucking happens. They make you a promise and deliver on that promise. Turn into a bug pinata. Yeah. Bug pinata. (laughs) But first they give you the, 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 the sink, which is just, Everything about this movie is disgusting. And mm-hmm. what is what's more disgusting than anything is the rip. I want to know what because I because I'm because I'm a masochist. I want to know what that place looked like at the end of the night. What was oh. that like? 
just yeah. the fucking filth, man. <laughs> I just this is the is to end on a note like this to end a film that was already just like metastasized. Like we we're we're, we're I know you all have talked about every single story in Creep Show, but it mm-hmm. rises. That's what I feel. It it it, 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 it crescendos, in my yes. opinion. You know, you start out with like the Father's Day and that kind of is like a bang. And then you kind of, it lulls you with the crate and the couple and Leslie Nielsen throws you off guard. And da-da. and then you get to this, you don't even know what to, I, I imagine audiences had no idea what was even going to happen because no. it felt so, it felt, it was a slow burn, which is what I like. It's short and sweet. It's only it. It's only the story it needs to tell. Mm-hmm. And by the time you're like, that's a lot of bugs. It's like, mm-hmm. we're going to shut off these lights and this man needs to lie down. And when the lights come on and yeah. all the bugs are gone, you're like, oh, where'd all them bugs go? And it turns out they all crawled inside <laughs> the yeah. very neatly. And, and they're like. We ate them out hollow. There's no bones left. It's just a sack of bugs. Yeah. And they're like, we have greener pastures. And they come out <laughs> his fucking neck. He, he's like, he, he's, it's like an even grosser oogie boogie. Yeah. <laughs> he has yeah. big oogie boogie vibes. That's, that's absolutely what's happening here. I mean, we can play choose your own death venture, but none of us, none of us want to die by bugs. So I guess we're all shooting ourselves in our library because this guy bought out our airline company, I guess. I mean, is that really up for debate? There's no way I'm dying by bugs inside my body, Gina. No. I, I mean, the best, you can, the best you can hope for is that maybe he just like died of a heart attack and had no idea what happened to him, but, but still. I don't want to be. I don't want to be looking. I don't want to be looking but either I down from of, heaven or up from hell and seeing that happening to my body. No, no, no. Imagine the defending your life courtroom that this guy is in, and he's not moving forward. He's absolutely going back down. And they're like, "Let's look at the way you died." And they review this segment of creep show. And he's like, "You have to understand. I really don't like bugs." And like, we get it. We don't like bugs either, but they're a part of the universe. And they watch as bugs all dive into his body like it's a community pool. <laughs> and then when the buzzer rings and it's time for Adult Swim, they're like, "Everybody out!" And they burst out of his fucking forehead. No, because is- God was like, "Pull the trigger." God, you know. <laughs> Sometimes they sometimes they bring him in like uh, the vice president and say, make the call. Yeah. He, no. He's like, sometimes, sometimes you fuck around so hard that you find out by bugs crawling out of your goddamn chest at a clip, not taking it slow. They have places to be. It's rush hour. That's how hard they're coming out of him. They're cascading out of this motherfucker. He has scanners veins going on. That's what the traffic is like underneath the skin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's a lot. It's a lot to fucking take. It's, it's, it's the way Mr. White mocks him Mm -hmm. through the door. You know, bugs got your tongue. You know, everybody, we, we, it's, it's like a stage play. I would, I would go to Broadway and just watch this. 
<laughs> I well, would you'd go come to a, home with several presents if you were all in a Broadway theater yeah, Broadway and, and a theater? bunch of bugs burst out. No, I want a musical. So I want people dressed as cockroaches terrorizing him. I'm going to stay at Gina's house. Uh-huh. I'm going to bring Gina with me. Sure. Uh, She'd we're going to have a nice lunch beforehand you know yeah. uh, uh, yeah. taking the sights she's gonna mm-hmm. see shit she's seen before i will too and then we'll go check out creep show it creeps up on you i i <laughs> i, I, I it, it's creeping up on you i i very much appreciate an 80s set you know in the early 80s I, this is for all the young people in the early 80s they really tried to get us to understand that at one time you weren't lucky enough to get a TV set in a three camera situation. Right. You didn't have films with with audio. You mm-hmm. had to guess what people were doing and hope they acted their asses off while doing so. So sure. they love a little stage play action. It reminds me of My Name is Alex, that very special episode yep. where Alex doesn't die, his friend dies and mm-hmm. then I think uh, Michael J. Fox gets nominated for uh, an Emmy for this, and I think he won. So they love to just remind people through film or television, whatever medium, we used to have theater. (laughs) (laughs) We used to have acting, acted, and that's the only way E.G. Marshall took this role. Sure. He, He was the only person in the film technically, in the segment technically, and he was the star of the show because I'm an actor. No, I, I absolutely agree. I just want to say the the what you're actually proposing with the cockroach musical has happened. It was called Joe's, Joe's Apartment. Apartment. Oh. And it, it it was by MTV because they had one interstitial that had cockroaches Ugh. dancing and someone right. behind the scenes like I can make We a need movie 90 minutes get Jerry We O'Connell need 90 minutes of this. <laughs> no. <laughs> I that was Van Toffler. That was Gina. Uh, Gina's uh, 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 version or voiceover of Van Toffler <laughs> in uh, the meeting. We need ninety minutes of this. Make it happen. <laughs> Make it happen. Get Paramount on the phone. They're Get going Paramount to release the phone. this. Gina role playing Van Toffler ordering <laughs> Joe's apartment, the feature, and the studio going hooray! Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna make a million dollars, and it made five. It so, made five. Um, yeah, audiences were not into that, but I, I think that pretty much, you know, puts a camper on on Creep Show. Um, uh, Winter, where can people hear and learn and grow with you online? You can follow me at Twitter, even though I'm on a slight hiatus because it's just a cesspool lately. I'm, I'm in yeah. Gina's camp. Yes for now I've, it, I, it's been like a week and i can't deal but when i come back i will be at winter w-y-n-t-e-r mitchell and yes. i'm always there and i'm with my friends patrick and gina whom i love so much thank you guys again oh. for having me here. and then also waiting to exhale we're coming up on our 100th episode guess who we're interviewing you guys Ooh, i'm excited bob odin <gasps> that's awesome <laughs> tell him i love him that is cool <laughs> I will. I will. I will. So we're excited about that. Bob's great. 
He's fantastic, yeah. man. He's great. Uh, that is great. I'm so happy that you guys, I really wanted to make it out to all the things that you were doing here in LA, but I'm sure it's going to happen again because it's fantastic stuff. And I can't wait to hear that hundredth episode. That's going to be great, great, great. Uh, Gina, where can people find you on these here internet? I write about movies and television at spool.net. Um, I recently started a newsletter and that's uh Gina watches things at substack.com. And as Winter mentioned, I am all too frequently on Twitter under Gina does things. Yes. Do it today. People check it out. Uh, you can find us on all the regular places, your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, our Patreon page has lots of cool stuff. Uh, this month, uh, we talked about black roses for our listeners Ooh. choice, which is, a truly individual motion picture that is Canadian to the core, no false metal. Um, it is the best. Uh, people turn into skeletons in the middle of a concert. Uh, there's, there's people have punch outs with the speaker bugs. It's it's fucking crazy. And then, of course, we will be talking about Halloween ends for our final Halloween commentary episode at the end of the month and then what will happen in november you'll find out when we do uh but that just about does it josh hollis does all of our artwork uh revenge body does all of our songs including our main theme and all of our remixes and that just about does it what is going to happen next time on kill by kill now that we're done with creep show well we're going to talk about an oldie but a goodie a little film by the name of Barbarian. That's right. We're going to delve into a new movie. Barbarian is what we'll be talking about next week here on Kill by Kill and what will happen after that. Something also cool, I promise you. Uh, November, we're not falling off, baby. We're, we're, we're headed to the top of the charts yet again with the, with the crazy talk and the weirdest movies we can fucking find. So until then, for myself, Regina, for winter, the body count will continue. Bye-bye, Bye. everybody.